Dustin. Welcome to Hollywood Falls. I am so excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I want to make sure that we have that on tape. That you're excited to be here, at least in the beginning, because, you know, you never know what's going to come. Uh, I am your resident sidekick and skeptic, skeptic sidekick, septic, septic sidekick, whatever. I'm Portland. It's so nice to meet you. It's so nice uh, to meet you. <laughs> you sound very familiar. Why do I know your voice? There's got to be a reason. Well, I've done, I've done some cartoons for Disney. So that would be it. That was like a sketch thing. So you might have heard me there. And I've done a lot of like, um, like web game shows or stuff for Funny or Die or this or that videos that would like pop up. Okay. So that might be it, like in a no, little I, Instagram I ad or something. Definitely skip those for sure. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> me too. On mute. On mute. But you do have, you have a great voice and you sound very familiar, which is awesome because, uh, I, not, not that other people have annoying voices that I don't want to listen to in my headphones, but you sound great and I'm delighted that you're here. So, wow, I'm honored now that I know it could have gone the other way. I mean, I probably wouldn't have mentioned it if it had gone the other way, but you never can tell. Uh, so you're here because, my dear, you have one of those Hollywood palms and we want to know all about it. We want to know what's happening in your future. We want to tell you what we see in your cat, but we, not a, not me, listen. As far as I'm concerned, it's all a bunch of hooey and malarkey and possibly some flim flam. But Quitla, who you'll meet in just a sec, he's got the most incredible reputation for finding the weird stuff. So if you're trying to hide anything, babe, it's too late because it's all <gasps> going to be right there in your hand. I'm devastated. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to take a break like now? So you can, like, I'm like, I am done. <laughs> you can like find a Sharpie and like scribble, scribble, scribble on your hand a little bit. Like, no, that's not, oh that's not gosh. childhood trauma. I was just I'm carrying just gonna, too many yeah. grocery bags. I'm just going to dip Aww. it in slime so you can't see anything. I just have a protective layer and I'm like, go nuts. <laughs> you're like well life seems fine <laughs> all right short episode good talking to you short episode thanks for coming on <laughs> all right we well i maybe we should just meet Wheatley then because uh i think that he's the man with the plan and the hand i don't know i'm having a day anyway <laughs> you liked it i because, did <laughs> it's because you do cartoons <laughs> okay listen <laughs> it can't all be hilarious Quitla. Come here. Oh, hello. Oh, hi. <laughs> Quitla, welcome to the Hollywood Palms Lounge. Oh, this yeah, thank a- you. And this thank you, a- Alana, for uh, oh. joining us at our table. I appreciate it. Uh, she's, Honestly, she is Quitla couldn't be happier. Canadian comedian extraordinaire. Oh, she's funny. She's cute. Yeah. She has a hand. Uh-huh. What more do we need, really? That's about it, honestly. Uh, All right. <laughs> I uh, I like to ask always of our guests, have you ever had any kind of experience like this before? Palm reading, tarot cards, psychic, uh, astrology? Ooh, ooh. Like tarot what? cards like you wouldn't oh, really? believe. I will get caught up. If anybody wants to pull a card, I am down. Oh, I okay. love that there is no consistency. Uh, there <laughs> is. I mean, the you. outcome. Okay. All right. Yeah, the outcome is anyone's guess at any given moment. Uh, and I'm always really curious to hear what I'm going to get that day. And I go in with an open mind. So this, I've never had anything like this. So this, like something where the, 
the proof is on me. And the proof is in the palming. The, pr- the proof is in the palming. Sure. So never anything like this that's connected to me. So I'm very excited or and scared. <laughs> I don't know. For tarot cards, do you feel like there is an accuracy there? Or are you like, I understand that this is general and I'm applying it to myself. Yes. I'm just curious. Like it, like the horoscope in the back of like Glamour. The yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, so this is actually a really specific answer because basically when I've had the cards pulled by a stranger, say in a little shop or you know, something like that, I haven't really bought into it because I feel like they're really stretching to make sense of it. Now I have a friend that reads tarot when she does it because she knows my life. She's able to make those connections without the stress or stretch. Sorry. She's like, well, do you think it could be this? And I'm like, Oh my God, totally. That makes so much sense. Like she, it rather than having to, and I'm not saying a stranger can't connect. It's just, she makes it more literal for me. And that makes it easier for me to see what she's saying. Oh, babe, we're going to so connect. You have no, yeah, idea. I'm excited, but that's why I, I just find that's the difference. For, yeah, for all right. I, I really like that answer. First have of all, you ever it's... been like the, the tarot card flipper or like, I don't know what the dealer, I don't know what the official term is. I have a friend. Um, I have a friend. She lives in Chicago and uh, once every month or two, we'll pull a card for each other to be like, this is what the theme of the month is. <laughs> so I have not really in an official way, but I've done it on someone's behalf because uh-huh. they weren't in person with me. So you're not a tarot creepy. So I am not. Okay. Got you. Got you. <laughs> you're not a practitioner per se. No, I'm a scammer. Same. Same. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we have a lot in common. So uh, we. If, uh, if you could go ahead and finish filling out your um, paperwork there, we do just need those last four of your social and your mom's maiden name in order to do the palm reading. For accuracy, uh-huh. right. And the palm right, reading. Right, yeah. right, We're going to get rid of that information Absolutely. at the end of it. We have a shredder. <laughs> I ask uh, Alana because I just like to know like where you're at in the overall experience of fortune telling I guess is what we'll call this it doesn't really affect on on the hoodoo meter like where well yeah it's it's all kind of made up uh, which is why for me I find it even more fascinating when there is a connection during a palm reading and someone's like that that is actually accurate or whatever I am even after doing this for 20 plus years, I'm still like, I don't know why that works that way. Uh, so it's. Wait, have we ever read a foreigner's palm? Yes. I mean, she yeah, is oh, Canadian. Yeah, oh, we time. have? Yeah. All, all the time? Uh, all the time. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not <laughs> you just go, show, you go hang out at the Tom Bradley International Terminal and be like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> but I in other speak. languages. Yeah. You seem nice. You must Par- be Canadian. <laughs> yeah, pardon, <laughs> monsieur. Yeah, I got to learn how to like, can I see your palm? I don't know how to say that. In, in, a, in a non-creepy way when somebody's just gotten out of the airport. There's no, there's no non-creepy way in any yeah. setting. Even though you are here today knowing full well what's about to happen, there's still no non-creepy way to go. Give me your hand. It's true. I volunteered. <laughs> I volunteered to do this. I'm here on my own free will. <laughs> and you're the only one you're the only one of us I'm the first one yeah i'm the first <laughs> all right uh should we, get, should we get hop to it then yeah i want to see ready. it ready all right alana are you are you scared at all 
Yes, I okay, am. Okay, good. good, good. That's a good way to start. <laughs> I want you in a state of fear. It opens up your chakra. No, I'm making all of that. Your chakra. Your chakra. Your And don't forget to jump in if anything sounds interesting or like absolute malarkey or. Perhaps some of it sounds sort of uh, familiar and interesting and, and brings up some sort of anecdote in your mind. Let's hear it. We want to hear all the things. We're very nosy. Okay. We're very nosy. That's yeah. really what it kind of comes to. No, I'm just, I'm doing a palm reading with my mother. That's good. Oi. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, we'll find out. Quitla, do you see her mother anywhere there on her uh, palm? All over. Uh, uh, oh, fortunately man. or unfortunately, all over this palm. Uh, okay. So first of all, uh, unusual palm for a variety of reasons. I need to ask up front, this is seriously your palm and you're not trying to trick me with uh, someone this else's palm? Can Why I ask <laughs> is you have okay. uh, a whole lot of unusual lines. I'll go into what I'm talking about, but I want to start with this. You have a lot of vertical, like little hash lines that come up from your wrist. Usually people don't have lines that orient in this direction, in this location on their palm. Uh, why Wait, I ask, do. like, is this really your palm? It looks a lot like mine as uh, I'm looking at it. What I would describe this as, and this is kind of a cheesy thing to start off with, is you have a palm of an old soul or a soul that's been around for a while. Uh, we'll dive maybe into what more that means for you. Um, but I, I, I guess, first of all, I'd like to ask, has anyone ever described you as that kind of a person, like an old Yeah, soul? if you've ever been a teenage girl, some creepy older dude has absolutely described you as an old soul. A thousand percent. I would say yeah. in that regard, yes. But otherwise, no, not, not old soul. I would okay. that. Has anyone ever said, wow, you seem to have a really young soul? <laughs> yeah, I've never gotten that either. You seem really fresh and unsullied in a lot Maybe, of soul uh, ways. A difficult baseline to work from then. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll go into, again, what those lines mean. Um, but it's usually one of the first indicators uh, that you're... You have a lot of life experience densely packed into the normal amount of time uh, where perhaps a lot of stuff has happened to you, a lot of uh, not necessarily difficult things. I mean, maybe, but I'm saying we're not there yet. But a lot of stuff has happened to you is what I mean by an old soul. You have a lot more life experience, like I said, packed into a normal amount of time where for somebody else this would exhaust or break them by having to have to work through so many things uh so that's that's sort of where i'm leaning as to what those lines possibly mean but, okay quila you are you are right on you are a hundred percent i couldn't agree more i've got a long laundry list and um literally all he has said is you have lived your life yeah, but no. that's it's a it's a long list for for my age. I'm like it is a long list. If that's right. what you meant by old soul, yeah, yes, yeah. There I, you go. I, again, the the focus Portland on what I said is that it's more densely packed than a normal person with. Life She's experience. Canadian. 
Oh, I don't okay. know that. All right, that changes anything. Uh, yeah, so this is all um, maple Would related, I guess. Yes, Mr. Maple Filteron. <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's get into the nitty gritty of this. Uh, how I read palms is I stick to the four major lines on the palm, uh, which would be your lifeline, your fate line, your headline, and your heart line. I'll go into these in excruciating detail, but that's the, the gist of what I'm working with. Um, there are all sorts of schools of palm reading and styles of it. This just happens to be the style that I work with. Uh, so starting with your lifeline, it has nothing to do with how long you'll live. Uh, life in this instance is more about your quality of life, uh, how you make yourself happy, how good you are at making yourself happy. Uh, and it's, it's more about that. Again, quality of life is really the focus of the lifeline. Lifeline starts between your thumb and index finger, and it curves around your thumb pad, going down towards your wrist. Uh, what I like to look for is a nice smooth curve, a nice semicircle, um, a moon shape, if you will. Uh, I definitely don't want to see any breaks in that lifeline. I don't want to see it flatten out or plateau. Uh, breaks and plateaus tend to have uh, more negative connotations. A nice smooth semicircle would imply that you are somebody who can identify things that make you happy and seek those things out. Plateaus would be instances where you are sacrificing your own happiness in lieu of something else. Uh, usually it's because of some kind of a burden or responsibility that you are taking on, you're shouldering, and it's at the expense of your own happiness. So looking at your lifeline, the whole of it, uh, it's pretty circular. Um, I only see a couple of plateaus, uh, and it's generally where I see uh, those sorts of symbols show up on someone's lifeline. Uh, I think it's more interesting for me, uh, the last third of your lifeline, again, not an indicator of how long you'll live, um, it looks completely different than the first two-thirds of your uh, lifeline. The first part here has sort of a barbed wire, daisy chain kind of pattern. That's very typical. I'll explain that in a moment. Uh, the middle part is very solid, not as curvy as I would like to see it, uh, but there's no breaks there or anything like that. And you can see right uh, after a certain point, again, about two-thirds of the way down, your line looks wildly different than the previous part. Quite the, I've, I have yeah. heard you do this approximately 617 times, uh -huh. and yeah. I'm just now wondering, <laughs> how did I miss? Uh, your lifeline starts at the top? Correct. Like Between the chronologically? The yes. Th this is news to me. You should know that. <laughs> wow. We're yeah. all learning today. Yeah, this is a lot of learning. Talk about this, I think, later. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm taking notes and paying I'm attention. I'm and offended somehow. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It, it's, it's true. Uh, the lifeline starts up top. Oh, okay. And heads towards your wrist. Yes. I asked that uh, just uh, on Alana's been, uh, you know, just so she would know. Oh, okay. Oh, I yeah. Okay. I wasn't asking it for myself. For it was yeah, for the for listeners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the tail end of your lifeline here uh, has a lot of like whip-like wispy lines that are all sort of collected around the lifeline. Yeah. Um, what that... 
what that would mean is that I, I think what we're seeing here is your lifeline is sort of in transition. It really looks to me like the middle part actually continued on in that same fashion, and we're seeing it sort of unravel? Uh, why would that happen? Uh, okay, so that symbol would represent that you are, again, sacrificing some part, some quality of life, some part of your happiness to accomplish something. Uh, there's something either interfering with your ability to make yourself happy or, again, you're sacrificing it on purpose because something is forcing you to like make that kind of ultimatum uh, decision. Uh, I think it's... It has to do with something or someone that you would consider family uh, or family-oriented. Uh, I'm careful to say someone or something. It might not be a person. It might be representative of a group of something, a group of people, or an ideology, or something. It looks like you are aware you will have to handle something family-related in the future. We're talking 10 years out, but apparently recently you came into some information or you made an observation. It became known to you that something was going to be a problem later on. And apparently you came to a conclusion that it's going to be something you will have to deal with. Again, something family related. If it's a person, it's something about that person something happened or you learned something and you were like i'm gonna have to that's gonna fall onto me uh apparently it's a very big responsibility although it hasn't happened yet apparently it's a big enough responsibility that you are sort of preparing yourself for whatever that eventuality will be and the eventuality will be some kind of quality of life sacrifice on your part you are aware apparently that you will have to there's no way to spin this into some good news yeah I'm... wow no i i don't know yet oh, what i'm, I'm not resisting i'm not resisting this information i'm collecting it oh well i'm gonna ask right now does that <laughs> ring true for you is did something come to light recently within the last year or so that made you think oh, that's going to be something I'm going to have to take care of later on. You know, I will say I definitely had in the last like year and a half um, some family stuff happen um, with people being ill and stuff like that. Yeah. No one that I would have to deal with it. The closest thing I could think of is maybe I haven't dealt with it. So that's why it would fall on me. And at a later date, I would deal with it and it would be much harder. I'm, I, I can feel myself a little avoidant right now in life. Mm -hmm. Still happy, loving the comedy, loving my friend, like loving all this stuff around me. But there is a through line where you're like, oh, this is going to be a problem. So I, I, I definitely have, if that's how it can be spun, that would be the closest relation I could give you because like just to give an example, I'm not 
someone's godparent, like if something happened to the parents, I would have the kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm not in that position. So that would be to me a first kind of thought is, or having to take care of a parent. My parents are in another country. So that would be a first thought I would have where I'm like, none of those are on me because I have, so I have other siblings that are closer by. So none of them are, no one would trust me with any responsibility. So I'm like, it has to be about me. It has to. Oh. <laughs> that's my guess. That's, yeah, that's interesting, Ben. It, 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 perhaps this is all an internal, maybe sacrifice isn't the best word, but it's an yeah. internal decision as opposed to something, an external burden that you might have. Yeah. Um, again, this is so far off into the future, I, 10 plus years easily. I just notice a pattern that, like I said, you are apparently aware of it now. You are definitely not working through it or dealing with it now. It is not a now problem. It is something way off in the, into the future, but you are aware of it. And it is somehow pre-weighing on you uh and so perhaps it is the the thing you're saying that you're maybe not ready to deal with it now maybe that's what we're looking at that you're yeah. sort of building up to it okay so that that's so in 10 years call us and tell us what well happened. that's what now, now that's kind of changing things right because i'm like okay in 10 years from now this many outcomes could happen right. that right. maybe yeah. it is like for example i'm married something could happen with him well, in 10 years, uh, like, you right. know what I mean? Where I'm like, oh, I guess I would be responsible, wouldn't I? So to be clear, and perhaps to make Portland feel a little better. I mean, we are, we are kind of leaning into like, oh, this is all bad stuff. Not necessarily. Something really good could happen that you would have to deal with, essentially. It still would have ripple effects on your quality of life, but when it's good, we're talking about a disturbance in the quality of your life for the better. You know, you have to okay. change things up or you have to move or something like that. But again, yeah. it could be for a good reason. So this could be perhaps describing a windfall of some kind or something like that. I simply Perfect. don't know. This better. is so far out into the future, but it's not necessarily, oh, somebody's going to get sick. I'll have to take care of them. That's one side of the coin, certainly. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Okay. I like that. So, so let's then, stick with the side of the coin where it's like she suddenly wins the lottery in 10 years. Okay. So the point of palm reading, of course, is so that you're aware. Uh, so the thing to look out for in 10 years, 15 years, when something amazingly good happens, uh, I need you to be like, Wheatlow was right. His supernatural <laughs> powers have reached out through the decades and uh and then call, Perfect. call us i guess i will report back i am <laughs> yeah, very yeah, good yeah. at follow through good. Uh, <laughs> okay so unusual that we're sort of reading your lifeline in reverse but i really wanted to address that first to make sure that there wasn't something leading up to what that was i don't know yet but we'll see so we're going to go back to the start of your lifeline portland again the start is between the thumb and index finger up up top which, which one is the, the fingers the, the one you point with is your index it's finger those, it's those wig oh okay the wiggly guys the wiggly thumb. guys right 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 so got it got it two. on it uh i mentioned this sort of barbed wire <laughs> uh cross hatch pattern that mm -hmm. generally represents loosely represents chaos what that actually means here is like your childhood and you know it's all about learning and growing up and whatnot so it's all about trial and error and all of that and that's basically what this 
these shapes represent uh, at the start of your lifeline. Uh, I like seeing it here. It means you had a, you know, a childhood of experiences. You know, you weren't, uh, you didn't grow up in a basement, like, you know, locked away or something. Uh, so that's good. Did you have a basement growing up? I did. Okay, good. good. I absolutely did. That counts and as a prediction on my part. I said there. it. That counts. That's a point for me, by the way. That's not a point. There you no, go. Not a point. Because you said she wasn't locked up in the basement. Sure, but Sorry. she had one. I mentioned oh. basement. I could have said tower, for example, because that would have been a little... All right, anyway. Yeah. Uh, what I do notice um, is there is a deeply cut line that comes from, like, the crease of your thumb. Uh, it cuts across your lifeline, cuts across your headline, and kind of keeps right on going over to your heart line. So this is uh, the line starting from your thumb and sort of shooting diagonally across to your pinky. Uh, again, the thumb pad represents family or responsibilities or things like that. Uh, so early on, well, I should say uh, early in your, this would be your teens, perhaps 13 or 14, uh, there is a influential presence, a person again or an ideology or something that was at odds with some part of your life, something you wanted to do that would make you happy, not career-related, not really goal-related. Something was at odds with how you, like, oh, this thing makes me happy. This source, uh, this presence was at odds with that. Uh, and because of that, sort of pushed you into another level of maturity, why I say it like that is right where this line crosses your lifeline and your headline is also where your headline and your lifeline split apart. You can see it's sort of one continuous line right up until this moment, and then your lifeline and your headline split after the confrontation or whatever it is with this presence that was at odds with you. The headline breaking off is usually that moment where you have a mind of your own. Like it's it's literally a symbol of you have now thoughts and opinions and you have an experience to back them up. Uh, so does that ring true for you that there was somebody who, not who wanted you to be unhappy, but there was some kind of a presence, a person, an ideology, an upbringing perhaps that was at odds with something that you truly found made you happy and it was kind of a moment of rebellion to break away from that. Uh, yeah, my, okay. The two things that come to mind, one, my parents were pretty strict growing up. Oh. So I definitely wanted to like go see my friends and we grew up in the country. So I would, you'd need a ride everywhere, no, okay. you know? So I definitely, and you know, not allowed to go to parties, not allowed to have sleepover, stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, that would be the first thing that comes to mind. The second thing that comes to mind in that 13, 14 age, I definitely had some friends that were bad influences. Oh, okay. Like big time bad influences. Sure. So I, I can't help but think that could be what we're talking about as well. I want to go in that direction as well. Uh, yeah. I mentioned that that deeply cut line also continues all the way over to your heart line. Your heart line is the line that expresses 
relationships with people mm. with ideas and whatnot uh so that's interesting that that line shoots right over to your heart line and then stops at your heart line uh i would i would like to go with that interpretation that this is perhaps Great. those those influences on you it seems like it was pivotal for you uh, to have them as friends, even if they were bad influences, yeah. it seems like there was a lot of uh, a lot of life experience that happened around that window <laughs> of time. Did their influence, uh, in fact, take hold? Yeah, totally. Oh my god! And I was always, I was totally getting in trouble. Yeah, like I did well in school and stuff, but on a personal note, I definitely like lied a lot and so you were like tried a, to sneak uh, out. So you were like a 13, 14 year old girl. That yeah. ever existed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, you're like a bad nerd. Like, like that? Is that? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Because I was still good in school. I got great grades. A nerd, but you smoked or something cool like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. totally. Okay. Smoking and weed and cigarettes and trying nice. foods and, you know. Nice. All right. All the things. Uh, I, Are you still friends with any of the bad influences? No. No. I'm just Not curious. one. Are they all in Canadian prison? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> actually, they, maybe. They, they may be locked in your parents' basement for all we know. For all we know. For all we know. Let's find out. We have your parents on the line right now? No. All right. Hi. Uh, <laughs> okay. So good to know. We've identified that line, I think, in my opinion. Um, I don't see any, aside from the fact that, like I said, there was a lot of life experience that happened in around, in around that window of time. And I think that also then plays back to the thing I said at the top of the reading and that you have a lot of life experience kind of densely packed. Uh, I think this is sort of representing those kinds of things that happen to you. Um, we'll move further down your lifeline then. We're going to that middle section uh, that, again, doesn't look like anything the rest of your lifeline. It's an unusually smooth uh, I would say calm looking uh, segment of your lifeline. There aren't a whole lot of lines that interact with it or intersect it. Uh, I would say overall, this is good. If you're somebody who likes stability in your quality of life, it really seems like regardless of what happened to you, you did not have a problem identifying things that would make you happy. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe you were not able to have those things, but again, the important thing here is that you're able to identify them, and it's always a conscious decision, apparently on your part, whether or not you can have those things. Um, so I think that's good. It's a little bit of a plateau, uh, but it, there's still a curve there. It's not certainly like a flat line across your palm. The only few things I noticed is that there are a couple of deeply cut lines that, again, radiate from your thumb, uh, and only a few of them actually cross your lifeline. Those lines, uh, again, the thumb pad represents family, responsibilities, expectations. Those lines are generally the biggest of those burdens uh, that have a chance of affecting your quality of life. Usually when those lines cross your lifeline, it means they, they got through. Uh, whatever coping mechanism you have in place or like defenses that you have up, these made it past those and you had to deal with whatever that was. Only two, maybe three of them made it through. However, why I was leaning towards something is going to, uh, you were made aware of something that's going to happen in the future. I think we're right about here in your lifeline. 
uh, again, we're going uh, top down. Top to bottom. Yeah, right. as we all know. Right, Portland. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, the first line that actually makes it across happens right about now. So I was saying that something occurred within a year or so that that made it through to you, that it was uh, a family-related thing that made it through to you, made you become aware of whatever that thing was. It looks like it will come up again. There's a second line, and this is maybe five years from now. Uh, that same thing will occur again. Uh, and from that point forward, it looks like that's where your lifeline sort of goes through another transformation and it seems like either it's unraveling or it's just reflecting a lot of um, your personal energy sort of being diverted to handle something. Uh, Perhaps a bunch of smaller things are a result and you have to divvy up your energy in order to deal with those things. Like if she has quadruplets? For example. For instance. Sure. Perfect. You beat being up your energy, I suspect. (laughs) Again, like we said, it could be a good thing that something great happens. And again, because you have to change your life to deal with all of that good news, it shows up as like a disruption to your quality of life. Uh, Listen, I've unraveled before and I'll do it again. (laughs) No stranger to unraveling, huh? Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good to know. <laughs> Your lifeline, by the way, uh, if I continue it, like if, if I follow that pattern that's created, it goes off of your palm, which I think is a fabulous sign. A really long lifeline, like the one that you have, demonstrates, again, the capacity to identify things that make you happy. And if you can achieve them, you will do it. You will try to make yourself happy. Um a stunted or shortened lifeline would be somebody who literally can't identify things that would make them happy. It would not be because of like a sense of drive, like they're a driven person. It would be that they're not good at identifying those things. And it would be something to work on. Not your problem though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So then you're we'll- winning. You're winning at Palm. Good job. <laughs> I'm well, so yeah, happy it's like you. one in four so far. The next line we're going to check is your fate line. Uh, your fate line starts at your wrist. So that's the bottom of your palm. Okay. Uh, and it's supposed o- to Opposite run... from those wiggly guys. Exactly right. Got it. And it runs straight up the center of your palm, or at least it should. Uh, so that's the fate line. By fate, I don't mean predestiny. Uh, here, fate really more implies the path that you've chosen for yourself in life. And what we're looking at is how good are, are you at following that path? Or are you, know, are you constantly being distracted? Uh, have you identified clear waypoints in your life? And are you hitting them? That sort of a thing. Planning, I guess, would be a, a way. Usually the fate line is more oriented towards um, like career. Uh, and those yeah. sorts of decisions, as opposed to your lifeline, which is about happiness. Happiness and career will never be the same on your ball. <laughs> They'll always right. be in opposition. So what I noticed then is uh, going back to those two lines that do cross your lifeline, both of those lines keep going 
and they cross over your fate line as well. Uh, so the dis- now this is sort of narrowing it down, at least as far as my interpretation. The thing that I said happened within a year that sort of made you aware of something, it was family-related, apparently it also had something to do with your fate. That is, it was perhaps a career-related thing. Um, it doesn't seem to have affected your career negatively. Like, your fate line is relatively straight and even better it seems like it's getting more and more centered after this moment again your fate line goes from bottom up your lifeline goes from top down so we sort of have to uh, mirror those things in our minds um so when that crosses over your fate line i see a little starburst kind of pattern here right where it crosses over that is just reinforcing that that line uh, affected your quality of life, affected your lifeline, but it was more about something career-related. So something career or planning-related happened within a year or so, uh, and it was apparently good news. Your fate line gets more centered after this. So I think we're now leaning more towards this is going to be a good thing for you. That second line uh, that, again, crosses your lifeline and keeps going over to your fate line uh, also keeps going to a secondary fate line that you have over here. So you have your normal fate line and you have a secondary one that sort of parallels it. Your secondary fate line is also on this side of your palm, the heel of your palm, opposite your uh, thumb pad. Thumb pad (laughs) represents responsibility, family. The opposite side sort of represents the dark side or uh, uh, a plan or fate on your part that you think other people wouldn't respect. It's usually like a secret passion of yours. Uh, so you can divulge now. Yes. What does it go? <laughs> I got to think on this passion. Okay. So, all right. While you think on that, let me finish then this thought. The deeply cut line crosses your lifeline, crosses your fate line, stops at this other secondary fate line. What this would imply then is within a year or so of right now, something career-wise happened and it apparently has set up the stage for you to be able to do something you've always wanted to do. You have a stronger passion that you think is maybe frivolous or like a pie-in-the-sky dream or a gamble, and you will, in fact, be able to pivot onto that path. You will be able to do that thing that you thought, like, no, never in a 100 years. Actually, yes, and it's the stage is already set for whatever that is. Does that ring true for you? Do you feel like... Yes, top to bottom, literally, of the lines. I mean, you... Definitely what happened in dealing with a family year, year and a half ago, a hundred percent affected my career. It, this event takes place and I, for the first time in my life, go on tour 
My friend convinces me to go on tour and write a show. This tour leads to doing some other kind of bigger shows in theaters. I've been in this town 12 years. I've waited this long to get into these theaters. I'm doing shows in these theaters. Okay, great. Then what you're talking about of something that's like setting the stage that could seem like an impossible thing. Basically, I, this is going to sound so lame. I'm going to, I am going to make it about comedy. I'm going to make it about comedy because (laughs) when I, was in Canada, I was doing improv and it was easy. It came to me effortlessly. It was whatever. It was the most fun. Okay, fine. Move to LA, start doing all written stuff, sketching characters, more, more written. Cause I was like, well, that's what I should do. Cause I'm not as good at that. I should do that. Okay, fine. After this tour, I come back and I decide I'm only doing improv. This is what I want to do. Because the my mantra of this year after the tar- tough year last year was follow the fun. So everything nice. you're – and it's like everyone in my life, even though I feel very far behind, has told me I'm right here. So it's like everything you're saying rings true based on the reception I've been getting of the people around me are giving me that feeling that it's like something's about to go. And the impossible thing that I think it is, is me like landing a TV show or something that I think I'm so far away from. And it's like, that's what that makes me think. Cause I'm like, I'm not even close. And it's like, for you to say that it's like literally, I'm sure you can see it in my face. It's all clicking in. (laughs) It's yeah, all very in. wide. They're very wide, very wide because that makes me really happy and feel right. Because if this is about my path, that makes me feel like you didn't fuck it up. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Yes. No, yes. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that. I think yeah. your assessment is right. That is exactly what I'm seeing in your poem. I didn't know, of, of course, about any of that. But yeah, ultimately what it looks like is the stage was set. That other thing, according to your poem, uh, all those doors are going to be open for you. Uh, I would say that, according to your poem, it's going to be successful for you. Why I say that specifically is that other fate line, that parallel fate line, yeah. uh, eventually cuts right in. You can see there's a line that it cuts right into your fate line and gets incorporated into your fate line. And I said right after that moment, your fate line is more central and straight where it's supposed to be as opposed to sort of off to the the one side of your palm. So my yes. my interpretation would be whatever whatever that high in the sky dream is, you, the thing to look for is that opportunity. Absolutely don't shoot yourself in the foot. If it feels like a gamble, that's probably the thing according to your palm. Do it. Seize the opportunity. Okay. Uh, it's going to work out for you again, according to your poem. <laughs> great. I, I, I'm feeling it. That's great. What I like to see, speaking of feeling it, then the rest of your fate line crosses over your head and your heart line. And then we can see it just keeps right on going like off the, off your palm, off the table into the next room. What that symbol means when the fate line crosses over your head and your heart line, that means your plan, your fate is, uh, your, your head and your heart are on board with that plan. Your intellect, your creativity, and your passion all on the same page and all driving forward, eyes on the prize. It's a wonderful symbol to see on a palm, especially now knowing the rest of the fate line is the stage being set for that opportunity. 
this is this is going to be great for you. Again, five, maybe five years, I would say at most, but like the next thing that happens will be a few years out. It just gives you time to prepare, which I yeah. think then goes back to your lifeline. One of the things I said was maybe you were just preparing for whatever the thing is to come. I think this is directly related to that. That's like 18 points for me, Portland. I don't know. Are I'm, you not, writing this I'm actually at one and a half so far on my tally. Huh, so. Okay. You could have like, okay. you, you could have, say you, you get this, pretend I get this job and okay. it, I'm successful. Okay. So what does that lead to more jobs? Now you're really busy. Well, that changes your quality of life. It can feel negative because I'm so busy. I don't have time for this, this and this, but it's because you're doing that positive thing. Like I, I'm now able, I can see something coming along in this, whatever, five to 10 year mark yeah. makes sense. It's life. Someone's going to die. Someone's going to move. Someone's going to, something's going to like, this is life. It, every couple of years, something goes down for everybody sure, in sure. one way or another. It's just the level of that they measure it of catastrophe mm -hmm. or not. But it's like, I can't help but feel this. You said something earlier that really rung true with me, the stability. And that really rung true with me because I'm like, I feel like finally for the first time in my life, I do feel stable. And I feel like I can't, couldn't have had those things I wanted before because I was unstable, instable, whatever, you, I, unstable, yeah. <laughs> so it's the Canadian I'm, I'm, yeah, there you go. But I'm, I'm very, um, I'm very intrigued by this because um, the certainty in which you've been able to deliver it to me is the certainty I, I'm feeling it for the first time in a long time. Really oh my gosh. How yeah. many points was that for Christ? That, I mean, no, Quila, seriously. It's like, yeah. Yeah. That, that's I'm feeling it. it. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it with you. This is so good. I have then one more thing related to that fate and that success that you are about to have. Uh, and, and the, I'll say the price of it. Uh, I okay. don't know that this is necessarily negative. It is really more of a warning thing. What I'm looking at, as uh, between your head and your heart line, there is a very distinct X shape. Uh, and it's almost dead center on your palm. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I think Joe, uh, a previous guest of ours, friend of yours, Joe, also had a similar shape. And I said a word and everyone was like, oh, and it was like 10 minutes of everyone freaking out. Let's get ready for it. <laughs> the symbol is meant to be like a stigmata. Oh, sorry. Are we supposed to react? To I'm sorry. Oh, no. Yeah, right, right. So I I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath for what the definition here is. Sure. So again, <laughs> all of this is like the loose interpretation of what it means. What it means for somebody like you is that there is a pursuit of artistic perfection in your personality. Uh, and the warning here is be, be careful of that. Uh, Although it's it's noble and it sort of defines you where you like you want a creative thing to be perfect in the way in whatever that means for you. You yeah. will maybe not obsess over it, but there's a lot of energy spent getting to something that you are you would define as perfect. A, a yeah. artistic perfection. The danger here is that you will distract yourself, uh in pursuit of that, as opposed to, this is as good as it can be. I should move on to the next thing. Like just letting it, letting that artistic pursuit 
go in favor of the next thing you need to focus on. Yep. If that's if that's you, if you recognize that kind of behavior in you, this is the point of palm reading. You're now aware. Try to stop yourself from don't let perfection be your worst enemy yeah. here. Oh no, I slow myself down quite a bit. Okay. Okay, good. Definitely like de- 100%. And if you don't think it's ready or good enough to put out, you'll never put it out. So it's like, yes, I'm 100%. It's a bad habit. Bad habit. Well, I mean, I I think there are two sides to that in that it can be a good thing and that uh, apparently that's a strong motivator for you, but you you have described it to a T. You understand there's a limit. You've set boundaries, what what have you. Okay, so I I think this isn't going to be a problem. I just love seeing this symbol, uh, especially on very creative people. Uh, Like, I, I get it. I get why you have this. Uh, it's kind of a curse slash um, gift, but uh, I think I am the okay. Spider-Man of X's. That, yeah, oh, that's exactly it. My gift is my curse. <laughs> I do like it when you slap wrists while reading palms, though, Quila. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Stop waiting for the perfect improv show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your fate line, I think, then is pretty clearly defined. We identified with that. Um, mysterious other parallel fate line is all of this is good we know that that other fate line gets literally incorporated into your true fate line and and this is all a boon for you great uh we're going to move on to your headline which also starts where your lifeline starts uh which is between your thumb and index finger up top this one goes across your palm so starting just above the thumb and heading across to the heel of your palm, the pinky side. Uh, what I look for here is just the general straightness of it. I definitely don't want to see a headline that's wavy or has that continued barbed wire crosshatch pattern. That would all represent a lot of chaotic thinking, a lot of um, a lack of focus and, and whatnot. I don't really see that on yours. So that's, okay. I think that's great. We know there's that pivotal moment when you finally got away from all those bad influences Uh, The influence of them, though, was giving you a whole lot of life experience in a really brief amount of time, Uh, so much so that your headline after that is very straight and uh, very decisive across your palm. No meandering. Uh, It would suggest that you are obviously a very smart person, very creative. Uh, It really doesn't seem like you're one to be wishy-washy about things, especially related to information. Uh, So the one thing I do see then on your headline, at the very end of it, I usually uh, expect to see a little fork symbol, uh, a snake tongue, if you will. You do not have that symbol. What it's supposed to represent is in decision-making, you weigh equally between your gut and your head. You weigh equally, you check in with what your head is telling you the facts are and how you feel about it. Again, you do not have that symbol. So what that (laughs) would mean is that you are relying very heavily on one or the other. Either you are always in your head for decisions. You're always looking for (laughs) numbers or facts or something like that. Or you are always gut checking first. You are... Checking with your gut only how do you feel about something and reacting to things emotionally and only later finding out like 
the the facts of the situation, I cannot tell with you uh, on your palm which is it that you're doing. Whichever one it is, I'll, I'll, I'll let you answer in just a moment. Whichever one it is that you're going with apparently works for you. You have fallen into uh, a habit of doing the one thing, but you have a track record of success based on that. Okay, which one are you? Uh, Portland, I believe you think she is a head facts influence. Okay, yeah. Yep. You know, uh, okay. I love information. I like to mull things over. I think, we've I, found our answer. <laughs> I think of all the outcomes, but the gut. When no I way. don't, when I don't trust huh. it, I'm wrong. Huh. So I don't always act on that. But I'm like, the times I trust my gut where I'm like, this isn't right or get out of this, mm-hmm. I'm right. And the times I don't listen, I'm wrong. So I'm not saying I always make the right choice, but maybe that puts me right in the middle. I don't know. But I'm like, I just will say I I probably lead with my head more and then I'm wrong. <laughs> like, when I think about it too much. But that means I'm right. So that's okay. It kind of it's does fine. mean you're right. Like I like the success is probably when I do listen to the right one. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I, that's a point. That's a point for me. Thank you very much. You, you know what though, Quitla? Yeah. I think it's the creative part in me that that keeps me a little bit in both, but then one can rise above because okay. I live in I live in a bubble. In, we all do when it comes to this comedy, artistic, all this kind of, I'm sure you have it as well. Like yeah, being it. able to see things that other people can't see or an idea that doesn't exist yet. So I think that I'm trapped in my head for a lot of my life because ideas are constantly going. So I can't help but think that that's going to affect the decision-making and things where it's, I'm like, I might naturally always get trapped in my head a little bit, but it's like, ultimately the gut uh yeah that that does make sense i i think i think you don't give it enough credit in that that being trapped in your head for creative reasons i think is also directly tied to your success and your future success uh i think that's what we're seeing here is ultimately that thing that you're doing is working you should keep doing that uh portland for the win Stay in my, hey, stay in my I, head, Portland for the win. You. Yeah, it, 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 as perhaps all the times you can think of where like it didn't pay off and you're like, oh, I should have I got checked on that. You still found the solution. Like you still made it work for you. You were still yes. able to, oh, I, I got to check in, or, you, know, you know, and that's still like a head decision that you're making yeah. about it. Uh, I think you're okay. I, I think you uh, you undersell your that your superpower is the thing that you're doing that we're you know we're kind of describing. Um, huh. And again, according to your poem, it works for you. So I don't think there's really any changes you need to make there. That's oh, good. This is good. No complaints. No, yeah, yeah. No compl- You know, I, I we all make mistakes. The part and, where I just want know. a point. That's the part we're not changing. <laughs> Let's just write that down real fast. Portland. I usually don't get any points. So, <gasps> well, I mean, you know, it's like a stop clock situation, right? You got to, you got to hey, get one oh, eventually. Hey. Thank you. <laughs> I'm here for you, Portland. I listen, girl. It's me and you against the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
All right. So I like the I like the look of all of that. Then we're going to go to the last line on your poem, which is the heart line. Uh, I've referenced referenced it several times. Uh, It starts just under your pinky and heads in the Uh opposite direction and heads up towards your index finger. Yes. Uh, so at this point, I'd like to point out, I pointed it out with your lifeline and your fate line. Uh, remember, they started in opposite sides of your palm and go in opposite directions. Same thing with your heart line and your headline. They start on opposite sides and they head in opposite directions. It's just a way of illustrating that these aspects of your personality are always in conflict, essentially, in that they want different things. Uh, mm-hmm. So the ideal here would be to try to get find that compromise to get the best of everything. Uh, So your heart line, what I look for, uh, first of all, is a nice, smooth, upward curve, like a smile. You absolutely have that. That symbolizes that uh, you are capable of making strong, beneficial, mutually beneficial relationships with people and things and ideas. Uh, So that's great. You're a normal human being. And you can make emotional connections to things. Uh, it's not flat. Were you at all. looking for that? Were you looking for that? I was. Validation? I was just looking for anything but sociopath. Oh, okay, got it. Got it. I mean, you <laughs> if you guys it. said that, I'd be like, "Yeah, throw in the towel, Alana. Here it is." <laughs> I mean, obviously, her hand is my like. She is Canadian. I mean, it's uh, it's just obvious that. Is like, that come on. why? Oh, yeah, okay. come on, Queen. Let, let, let's get to some something meaty here. Sure, sure. Now we get to the real truth. Uh, smiley <laughs> line equals Canadian. Uh, <laughs> I don't see um, another like negative thing symbol that I don't see on your uh, relationship line. Your heart line is a bunch of lines that hang off of it like vines. That would uh-huh. not be a great symbol to see. What that would represent is you are a person who has a lot of uh, emotional vampires in your life who are simply taking from you and not reciprocating. Again, you don't have that. What I do see is a wonderful sort of braided rope pattern all along your heart line where lines come apart and come back together and there's little almond-shaped eyelids all over. It looks looks like a nice rope uh, on your palm. All of those little symbols uh, essentially represent strong emotional connections you have to something. And those connections give as well as take. It's a wonderful balance that you have going on on your palm. Uh, I do see a couple of other deeply cut lines that sort of intersect with your heart line. Um, One of them we identified, it's those bad influence kids from, you know, back in the day. I I see where they're, it intersects with your heart line, but as I mentioned, it stops there. It doesn't actually go past. So ultimately, these weren't negative. There were no really negative ripple effects on your heart line. And what that means is you didn't, it didn't affect your ability to relate to other people and make connections. It mm-hmm. really doesn't seem like there are like, for example, trust issues or anything yeah. like that. Uh, so this is all fantastic. So we get to two other lines then that are connecting to your heart line way near the tail end of your heart line. There's one that yeah, is what's that? curiously yeah. rises up. And then there's another one over this way Uh, They sort of point at each other. If I make it happen, this one is sort of one continuous line. They sort of come at a V and hit a particular point on your heart line. 
which would be like right here, that same point is where your fate line crosses through your heart line. Dun, dun, dun. So, okay. So yeah, like, well, what does it mean? I'm about to tell you. Uh, it's going to oh, knock your socks gosh. off. <laughs> but first, a commercial. No, uh, yeah, kidding. and that'll be next episode. Okay, thanks everybody. <laughs> for, uh, okay, so what that means is, and I think you said this, which I feel bad because now it sounds like I'm just taking what you said and using it. The, your fate line, that success, that stage being set for you, and then the, the second thing that sort of catapults you into a whole new universe of success is apparently related to a person, uh, a, a emotional connection you had, most likely a person. Uh, I mean, I suppose it could be religion. I, 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 don't, I don't know, but there's an emotional connection that was part of setting the stage. I think you said that a friend had pushed you into doing something that you thought was. You like could not be more on point. I, I can't. I mean, I literally, can, can I tell you, I have, okay. <laughs> I have thought in my life. Okay. If I ever won an Emmy, what would I say? Or if I ever won an award, what would I say? I mean, so first I, I think you thank us as your official. So first I go up, I go, the only reason why I'm here is the Hollywood Palms <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but basically, I, in all honesty, in my mind, I'm like, what I want to say is uh, no one else is going to help you except your friends. So make sure you make good friends because that is, you know, I have never booked anything from an audition. I have only ever had all my jobs, wonderful, fantastic, amazing jobs that I've been so happy to have handed to me by a friend. Wow. Because I worked on that, like proving myself to them as well and projects with them and brought the, it, no one's doing me a favor. I mean, I earned it, but it's like, it came that way. Mm -hmm. And I, the shows I'm doing right now, these amazing shows, these buildings I'm in that I've always wanted to be in are because of friends. I so it's it. like, you literally have said exactly what the trajectory of my career has been and why. Oh, that's that's so right. I, I got chills hearing that like that's amazing to hear uh, it's insane that you're saying uh, this wow. like to a t to a t it's it's really neat how much your palm is an open book <laughs> for you this this is so so neat to yeah. see okay so then we've identified what that line is which at first i was super scared about but once once we you know dissected it this this is all great stuff as your official palm reader. He is not licensed, Alana. You should know that. Not in this country, not in Canada. <laughs> but this is contractually, like, this, this is legal. You you consented to be on the show, so. You got me on, you got it on recording that I consented, and you have it in an email. There you go. So as your right. official palm reader, I think ultimately what we're looking at is your rocket is about to take off. Uh, maybe we're talking about you know, uh, maybe a few years or whatever, I would say if that, if you're like, ah, oh, I wish it was right now, have patience. Your time will come and uh, apparently it will be amazing for you. I'm really excited to see what you have in store for the world. Uh, so th this is all fantastic. Is there anything in particular you would like me to look for? Is there, are there any questions or anything like that? I mean, I... I'm very pleased with what we have covered today. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel it is all very accurate, and I now have a reveal. Oh. Well, hold on. Hang on just one second. 
We're going to take a short little break oh, so that nice. I can process nice. who's got more points here. It's me, obviously. Uh, <laughs> we're going to come back in just two shakes and you're going to give us the review. I hope it's five stars. I'm so excited. What a cliffhanger. Oh my goodness gracious, Alana Johnston. Alana, Alana. Alana, yeah. Alana, Alana. excuse me. Alana Johnston in your <laughs> Hollywood foam. Holy cats. All right, my dear, tell us what you think. Okay. So it's not, what, I, what I'm saying is not going to be good, but it's <laughs> going to explain everything. I feel like that is Quitla's MO as well. Yeah, Quitla, Quitla, this is for you. No, no, Quitla, this is going to uh, make you feel really good to have this information okay. to show how on you are. Oh, oh, all right. So the thing that happened a year, year and a half ago was my seven-year-old niece died of cancer. Oh, no. All right. And then a month later, right. my five-year-old niece suffered a heart attack. And then oh a month after gosh. that, my grandmother died. What? Oh, my gosh. So that's what happened. Okay. So I thought I was never going to laugh again. I was sad, depressed, like anyone would be. And I was like, there is no moving past this or living with this or however you want to phrase it. It's different for everybody, how they view that kind of phrasing. So cut to a month later, my friend goes, we need to go on tour. We haven't performed in the pandemic. Shows are coming back you need to go on tour. And I was like, I can't, I can't, I'm too sad. I can't, I can't. She was like, you're going, we're doing it. And she did, she pushed me to do it. And our other friend directed it and they, they really pushed me. And when we went on the road, I would be like some nights crying at night, crying myself to sleep. Cause it was still so raw. It had only been just a few months. It was so intense. And uh, because of those shows in that tour, that, led me then to everything else that has fallen into place. The money I'm making now from shows and from comedy and this and that, when we all thought we were going to lose it in the pandemic, when I thought I was so sad, I would never go on. All of that now has come and fallen into place. So I have lived a lot of a life and that was just a year and a half ago. I have lived a lot of a life, but the timing in which you are describing these things to me is exact. It's exact. She died December 17th. Like it's exact. Wow. And a half ago. Yeah. It's like, it's, a, <laughs> I was almost smiling when you were saying it, even sure. though we knew it was bad. Yeah. I was almost smiling. Cause I was like, I made a point and I told this to Joe. I went, I'm not giving them anything. I'm not going to reveal it. I have to sit on this because it's too obvious. It's mm -hmm. so obvious. When I tell you that information, you're going to associate the hardship and I'm going to believe you. But then you presented to me and I'm, I'm now the one with chills where I'm like, you, it was full circle. I, I can't, I, yeah, sorry, yeah. Portland, but you nailed it. Quite Honestly, <laughs> goodness, you <laughs> him, like, Don't all apologize to her. <laughs> I'm just saying now that you know the information, is it not, do you not see yeah. what I'm seeing? I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. Of course, that's, that's awful. And yet an amazing, an amazing comeback in your part. Uh, and I think that perfectly encapsulates, like from that moment onward, it's it's yes. going to be that upward trajectory for you. That's uh, it's inspiring I, for me, honestly, that you would be able to have that turnaround. Like I, I could absolutely understand uh, being in that place where Alana, like, that this just there's shows no more laughing. what an incredibly resilient and strong really yeah. person you are. Yeah. Or does it go to show it. my community and how lucky no, I am? I, I, I'm sure, but you have that community because of who you are. 
I think that you need to take some of the credit for this, my dear, because you not only accepted your community and took your friend at her word that this was going to work, but you turned it around and you refound you in all of that. And I think that that's truly, truly extraordinary. So, I mean, all of this nonsense that Quila has to say is one thing, and I am personally shocked that he was that kind of right. Uh, however, uh, this has been such an extraordinary privilege to hear how right he was. I mean, I hate the part where he was right, but thank I you. can't believe it. I I'm like beside myself. I really am. I, I can't Unreal. believe it either. <laughs> <laughs> And about such like a, yeah. a, a specific thing, you couldn't have guessed it if you tried. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you could not have guessed that. You could have said a breakup. Okay. You know what I mean? We could have gone yeah. the easy route here. But it was like, I, and, and you know why I'm going to leave this on a positive note on this recording, even though I had to say something a little bit sad. I am leaving on a positive note because if that f part of it is true, what's to say the rest is not? Hey, I love we're going to you know I mean? love that. We're going to keep an eye on you. Uh, I mean, not just when you're performing in L.A. We're, you know, we can come see you at Largo. We can go see you at, you know, Dynasty Typewriter, whatever. But we're going to keep an eye on you for the next five to, what was it, Tweetla, five to ten years, three to five years? Where are we at? Uh, whatever with, it is. Yeah, within five whatever years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to we're gonna see that Emmy acceptance speech, and we're going to be so delighted. Thank there you, guys. Is, there was a phrase you said earlier that I I fell in love with as you said it and i think it was like always go with happy was that follow the fun follow the fun thank you i want that as a neck tattoo uh, on myself <laughs> follow the fun i really love that uh, isn't it so good yeah, doesn't yeah. it it's make you so smile good. just saying it i want to make my life be about that uh i love that thank you for sharing that with me yeah. Uh, Alana. Yeah. <laughs> Golly. Golly, Alana. Thank you so much for letting us see your Hollywood palm, my dear. This has been truly surprising and extraordinary. You're awesome. The pleasure was all mine. That's the that's it for today, Quila. The quote is not follow the fun. The quote is the pleasure is all hers. I can live with that too. <laughs> I'm still getting my neck tattoo, but yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Hollywood Palms. Please rate and review the show with five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends. And if you didn't like the show, you could just keep that to yourself. If you want to know more, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash Hollywood Palms. Subscribe to the various tiers to hear exclusive episodes and learn about other premium options, including getting a personal reading by Quitla. Hollywood Palms is produced by Rob Beals. Our logo designed by the talented David Polston. Music by the delightful Miguel Garcia-Hool. Hollywood Palms is a Genius Royale production.